well, what I've been studying about this week and been thinking about for a long time, and especially since we went down to Franklin Graham's deal where he's traveling across the United States praying for our nation and he's concerned about our nation state. I don't know about any of you, but our nation's messed up. <laughs> and, it's, and it can be disheartening. It can, it can be uh, scary. I mean, there's so many things turning and unraveling and just spinning out of control, and you're thinking, my God, what do we do? What's going to happen? What's another year going to bring? What's another five years going to bring? I mean, where are we going to end up? And, and, and so I've been thinking a lot about that, and, and it's so easy to see all this stuff going on and just think, way bigger. There's nothing I can do about this. This is so big and so bad and so out of control, it's kind of past the point of no return. And it's easy to just get disheartened like that and throw it out, be done with it, and not really worry about it and just think, well, I'm just going to try and make the best of what I got here and now, right? I mean, is it just me? I mean, I, I, I'm, but it's, it's alarming, and, it's, and, and, and again, it's disheartening. I mean, we've got a nation that has basically completely mocked the sanctity and the, the holiness of the marriage union. You know, we had a marriage out here yesterday, and pastor taught, I mean, just in that, how God brings two together. He made this thing. It's his idea. He came up with it, not man. Where did we get off thinking we can alter it and allow and legalize gay marriages? Uh-oh, he's getting on a political box up there. No, I'm getting on my God soapbox. This has nothing to do with politics. They stuck their nose in God's business. And we legalize these things, and we mess up God's union, his idea. We take into our hands the choice, the decision, the power to take a life and to kill babies, abortion. And we get to decide that that's okay to do that creation itself God's creation we're killing it and we legalize that we say that's alright that's okay you can do that you, we've got school systems that were saying the Pledge of Allegiance that were talking about God had God involved we have completely ripped that out of our school systems we're even now trying to get it off of our money we don't want God on or in anything we would do our own thing here in the United States. We don't want God. Get that out. It's offensive. Remove it. Remove God from it. And now we're even getting to the point where we're allowing transgenders to do whatever they want, go into whichever restroom they want. We're trying to legalize this. God created man and woman. Sorry, I don't see transgender... I mean, I'm not trying to be offensive here this morning, but I do want to say that's not the truth. It's not right. And we are removing all of these things, and we wonder why everything is getting in an uproar, why people are shooting each other, why we're having terroristic threats all over the place. Why is this not a safe nation no more? We removed our safety. 
We've pushed it out. So what do we do about it? Like I said, it's easy to go, this thing is out of control. Throw my hands up, wash them off. I'm walking away from this. I'm just going to go out and live my little life and just do my part and just stay out of it. I'm just staying out of politics. I don't want to offend anybody. I don't want nothing to do with it. First things first, we have to understand. It's bigger than man. All of these issues, all of these ideas, all of these things that we're legalizing, they're not coming from man. The picture is much, much bigger. It's a spiritual thing. And man is just being utilized because we don't bother to stand up and say, no, that's not right. So then we get guys and gals that don't know God at all that think, oh, this must be right. And they're being pawns, being used to put this stuff in and to tear God out to have Satan and his realm and hodgepodge of knuckleheads and everything else do what they want to do. Again, we have to identify that it's a spiritual thing that's taking place first and not just a thing in the natural. You know, John 10.10 says Satan comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Satan and his guru of minions, their only desire is to steal, kill, and destroy. Yes, you personally, but ultimately anything to do with God. His goal is to shut God down. He is constantly coming against the kingdom of heaven to shut it down, try and stop it. You know, maybe he didn't keep you out of heaven. Maybe you've given your life to Christ and he lost that battle, but he is sure as heck going to do everything he can to make sure you don't get any further in the things of God and that you don't advance the kingdom of God and that you don't maybe even affect someone else and get them into the kingdom of God. He's going to do everything he can to shut that down whether he's got to go through this avenue to remove God out of the school system or this avenue to remove God out of anything governmental and to try to suppress your voice, to try to suppress anything to do with God so he can shut down that advancement, steal, kill, and destroy. That's his only MO. That's why we have gay marriages, abortions. We've got the removal of God out of all of our school systems, out of all government type of buildings or official things, whatever it might be. That's why we're dealing with transgenders. That's why we've got all of these issues that keep coming up because we have pushed God out and the enemy just keeps bringing in weirder, weirder, and weirder crap. For no better way to say it. It just keeps getting like, what is this stuff? Where does this even come from? When did we ever think that this was ever right, let alone demand it as right. And we just kind of keep absorbing these things little by little, and I don't hear anything about gay marriage anymore. Nobody cares anymore. Yeah, it's just what we're okay with around here. And I'm not trying to pick on that, and you all know that we're not against gay people or we don't love them or anything like that or that God don't love them. No, that's not it. That's not what I'm talking about. Absolutely, we will open arms, embrace them. It's the lifestyle. We can't agree with that because the word says it's not right. 
And we have to be willing to say, I'm sorry, that's not right. But we get used to these things because, well, it's been around a while. And you just get callous to it and you forget quit caring and quit worrying about it. And the spiral just keeps going. And then the next thing stacks on and the next thing stacks on and the next thing stacks on. When is it going to be okay for a 40-year-old creep to marry a 10-year-old girl? It's coming. It's coming. Why not? It's love. They love each other. Why can't they? And you're probably thinking, oh, that'll never happen. Yeah, well, 20 years ago, that's probably what everybody said about gay marriage. They said, that'll never happen. Now we're just okay with it. We can't be okay with it. We can't just throw up our hands and accept these things like it's no big deal. We can't just say, well, this nation is so screwed up, forget it. What's it matter anyway? Nothing I can personally do about it. This thing's bigger than me. That's not how it works. So, usually for me, when I am going to teach, generally the way it works, God will give me one or two words, and then it's like I message just blows up and I see what he's talking about and where we're going. And so here's the two words that God gave me if you want a message title. That's called man up. Man up. And no, I'm sorry women, I'm not saying that it's just for the man today. We're not talking about that type of man up. You've heard the expression man up before, as in toughen up. Quit being a wimp. Quit sitting around and just taking the beating. Man up. Or, or, you know, you hear him say, walk it off. You know, quit being a, a wimp about it. And that's the, what I'm talking about is man up. Toughen up a bit. Get into the fight and fight. Fight the good fight of faith. Don't just take the beating. Don't just lay down. Don't just raise your white flag and say, forget it. I don't care anymore. Can't do that. We have to man up as Christians and as believers and do something about it. What, what do I do? Well, I'm so glad you asked. I have, an, I have an answer for you this morning. Let's go to Matthew 11, verse 12, and let's dive into the Word of God. There always is an answer to all these problems. Always an answer. might seem like it's a little beyond getting fixed or answered, but there's always an answer. Matthew eleven twelve says, And from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffers violence, and the violent take it by force. How many of you read that scripture before and thought, what in the world is that even talking about? I know I have. For the longest time, I've always wondered and asked God, what are you talking about there? Well, some things started clicking here for this series, and I happened to even find a good book, Mike Keyes' book. Which one am I even reading right now? Advancing Under Fire. My brain ain't working too sharp besides right here right now. So Advancing Under Fire, and he has a little section there even that talks about this, and I thought, This is exactly what we need to do. The kingdom of heaven suffers violence, and the violent take it by force. The kingdom of heaven, God's will, 
God's desire, God's word, God's grace, all these things, God, God, God. That's the kingdom of heaven, right? I mean, you got you can go through and the kingdom of heaven is like. The kingdom of heaven is like that suffers violence. This is what we're talking about, to kill, steal, and destroy. The kingdom of heaven is constantly under attack by Satan and his little minions as they want to tear it down, destroy it, shut it down, suppress it, kill it off. That's Satan's desire. That's what he's trying to do. That's all he's ever going to try and do. So it's constantly under attack. But the violent take it by force. Take what? The violent take the kingdom of heaven by force. Are you violent? You should get violent. And no, I'm sorry, Julie, I'm not talking about anybody that disagrees with you. You can punch them in the face, as she always says. Better shut it or I'm going to punch you in the face. It's always right in the face, too. I mean, not a shoulder chop, nothing. Just right to the face. That's not the violent I'm talking about. When it comes to violence, we'll define it here in a minute, but it's, it's a total different type of deal. Again, it's just like man up. We're not talking about being a man. We're talking about toughen up, do something about it. And taking the kingdom of heaven, the violent taking the kingdom of heaven is the same thing. It can be taken. But when did you ever get the idea that the things of God were going to be easy? Sorry. Burst a whole bunch of perfect little spiritual bubbles this morning. And you guys know this, but if you want to advance the kingdom of God, if you want to walk in the fullness of God, if you want to see God move in your life, if you want to see God move in this nation, he never said it was going to be easy. And this scripture perfectly declares that. The violent take it by force. Violent force. It's not just a lay down in bed, say a pretty little prayer, wonderful me, oh my, and everything just falls right into place. It don't work like that. You should know that. I mean, if you've been a Christian for more than five minutes, you've been attacked and things have gone wrong, and sometimes it seems like things even go way worse in your life because you are a Christian trying to move forward for God than it ever was before you were a Christian, right? It can be like that. If you're looking to make a difference for God, it will be like that. The enemy is not going to just stand idly by and allow you to advance the kingdom of God. It's not going to happen. He said right there he's going to try and kill, steal, and destroy you and the kingdom of God. That's his M.O. That's what he does. Go to Matthew 6.10. Just jump back a few chapters. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. We're just talking the kingdom of heaven suffers violence. Or you think that's up there. That's what's going on up in the... And this is, that would be, in a sense, accurate. But according to this scripture... Your kingdom come, your will be done here on earth as it is in heaven. It is God's desire that the kingdom of heaven be here on earth. It's God's desire that you walk in the kingdom of heaven here on earth. That you walk in his fullness. That you walk in his blessings. That you walk in his power. That you walk in his might. It's his desire that you walk in all of that stuff 
here on earth. You don't have to wait to enjoy the blessings of heaven until your day's over. Sit here and suffer and just be in misery the rest of your life until finally lights out and then you can wake up in heaven and everything will be great again. No, it is God's will that you walk in that stuff here and now. But, again, Satan is not going to just lay around and let you do that. Instead, he'll keep coming in and using people, using people who don't know God, who don't care about God, if anything, hate God, to try and press back against you, to try and shove you out, to try and suppress your voice, and to shut you up, kill, steal, and destroy it. But we have every right to walk in that. But it ain't going to just fall in your lap. The violent take it by force. If you want to advance God's kingdom, if you want to walk in his fullness, if you want to walk in all of his blessings, you have to take it by force. You want it? Take it. It's yours, but you've got to take it. It's not going to just get handed over to you. If you want it, take it. Again, we have to keep in mind it's a spiritual thing. It's not a thing that we're necessarily attacking certain men or just certain groups or if people come against you kind of thing, you've got every right to get violent back at them and shut them down. That's not what we're talking about. So let me define the word violent, the word that's in here, the Greek word kind of thing. Not necessarily if you looked it up in Webster's, you'll get all kinds of stuff. But force, a rush, to urge on, or to rush. And then if you go a little further, you get in the Vines Expository Bible or Dictionary. Uh, it's the Greek kind of thing. It says to press violence, to press violently, force one's way into, enter violently, forceful endeavor. Those who force their way in. So we see here a little maybe different twist of what we think the word violent means. It's not necessarily talking about beating the tar out of somebody kind of thing. It's talking about forcing your way into something, pressing into something. And in Luke 16, 16, let's go ahead and go there. The word pressing, it's the same Greek word, but it's translated as pressing. So let's look at that, and you'll see this is literally the reflective verse of the one we are looking at. Luke 16, 16. The law and the prophets were were until John. Since that time, the kingdom of God has been preached, and everyone is pressing into it. They didn't fall into it. It didn't smother them and take them over. They didn't get forced upon them to have to walk in God's ways and God's blessings and do what God wants me to do. I'm just forced to do these things. No, it's not like that. They were pressing into it. This is that same word that's translated violent in the other one. The violent take it by force. Do you want the deep things of God? Do you want to see God move greatly in your life? Do you want to walk in the fullness of God, as in everything he has for you? I mean, imagine that. I'm not there. Far from it. But I want that. Do you want to see this nation change, get back to its roots, get back to God? 
If you do, you've got to press into the kingdom. You have to violently take the kingdom of heaven by force. And since we're zeroing in on our nation and reaching and, and getting our nation back, I mean, this can apply to everything God has for you. You can apply that to everything. Every blessing he has, you press in. You violently take it by force. But I'm specifically wanting to zero in on our nation, which so desperately needs help, so desperately needs healed. <clears throat> How do we take back our nation? What do we do? Do we all get a bunch of big posters and sticks, spray paint signs on there, and run out and pick it somewhere or something? Do we... Uh, form a group of people, dress all in black, and go after some senators and congressmen and beat them up. I mean, it's said to get violent. I mean, that'll teach them. No, that's not going to fix nothing. You can argue with a fool all day long. You ain't going to get anywhere. There's only one thing that can truly change someone's heart. And that can change can take place in the blink of an eye and be 100% different person in just a second. And that's God. God can get a hold of somebody's heart and just right now change them. And so we sometimes start to look at the wrong things, look at the wrong things to try and find answers and fix it. Let's go to 2 Chronicles 7.14. This is no new scripture to many of you, but it is absolutely, perfectly fitting. And I believe pastors maybe even been hitting on this a bit. Pastors been teaching about the words of your mouth, speaking, speaking right, the power of those words. Pastors been talking lately about the latter end being better than the beginning. And he's talking about basically personally for us, I believe the same thing for this nation. <clears throat> Our latter end can and it's God's desire that it would be better than its beginning but we are so far away from that right now but in the blink of an eye things can change and start to turn and shift but it takes people it takes Christians violently taking the kingdom of heaven by force and we'll look at this 2nd Chronicles seven fourteen. says, if my people who are called by my name, in other words, if Christians, if the people of Harvest Church, if you and I will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven, I will forgive their sin, and I will heal their land. Specifically what we need healing in this land. We desperately need God to heal our land. And that's the only way it's going to get fixed. Only way it's going to happen. So, let's work back through this scripture and see what do we need to do to get God to heal this land. How do we violently take by force this part of the kingdom of heaven and shove it back into the United States of America? How do we do that? What do we do? Like I said, it's, it's daunting. There's so much going on, and you think you've got no voice, and you've got no control, and it's way past any ability to stand up and do anything now. I don't buy it for a second. Not for a second. 
This thing is totally 100% fixable, but we can't do it. Politicians will never do it. Not even the best one, not even a Christian one can do it. It's not going to happen. It's broke beyond repair. It is spiritually screwed up. We need God and God only to heal our land. Amen? Amen. Step one, if my people who are called by my name would humble themselves. We are a nation that is so proud of itself. We are riddled with pride. And I'm not necessarily just talking about you and I. I'm talking about as a whole, unbelievers too, politicians, all of these people. We all think we got the answer. We all think we can fix this. I'll just, oh, I'll just do this. Oh, I'll just beat that one up. I'll, I'll just take this one over. You know, we, we're in the middle of an election coming up. They're all shouting out their answers, their fixes to this and that. They think they've got the answers. They think they can fix this. They don't have a clue. None of them know what to do. They're all lost. <laughs> they need help. We need to humble ourselves. In other words, quit thinking we got this. We ain't got this, people. <laughs> this thing's out of control. But I know somebody who can fix it. And that's what humbling is. It's saying, I ain't got this, but I know you do. And I'm going to look to you, God, to fix this. This works in your own life personally, and this works with our nation. This scripture was speaking to a nation. It wasn't speaking to people individually. Yes, you can apply it to your life individually, but he was talking to the nation of Israel. He's talking to Christians as a whole. You could apply this. He's talking to the United States of America. If the Christians and the people of this entire nation would humble themselves, acknowledge him, put the acknowledgement in the right place and say, God, we can't do this on our own, but you can. Acknowledge him. Humble ourselves and acknowledge him as the one who can fix this. Number two, pray and seek my face. If we would pray and seek God's face, God said if we'll pray, he would hear from heaven. But we got to pray. You can't just throw your hands up in the air and say, forget it. This thing's too screwed up, too messed up. Them guys are too screwed up, too messed up. A lot of our leaders look like they are so far away from God, there's no hope. What good does it do to pray for them anyway? Just forget it. Let them head to hell on their own. Like I said, in the blink of an eye, God can find his way into a situation and completely turn it upside down. In a matter of days, the apostles completely turned a nation upside down. Completely turned it upside down to where even those that were rulers of that, they even called Paul as the one who has stirred up, who has completely flipped over this nation, messed it all up as they were calling it. They were mad at him because he, one guy, was screwing up their entire way of life, changing it all. That's what God can do. So don't ever think it's screwed up beyond repair. Because, hey, I was pretty screwed up beyond repair one time, too. I'm still pretty screwed up, but those of you that know me better, yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Anyway, but if we would pray, God said he would hear. We can't just throw our hands up. We can't just give up. We got to pray. 
This is what we've been doing on Wednesday nights. And we've had a better crowd on Wednesday nights than ever before. And I, I commend you and I thank you for that. Because when we get together and pray, it's even better yet. This coming Wednesday is our last Wednesday for a while. We're taking the month of July off and the last Wednesday of June off. So I encourage you, if you haven't been able to make it, and you can, I understand a lot of you work, 7 o'clock Wednesday night, we've been praying for our nation, which so desperately needs healed. And get together and do that. But it don't just need to stop then after this Wednesday. We need to continue to press in. We need to continue to violently take the kingdom of heaven by force and force it back into this nation press it back in where it belongs and we can do that by praying by seeking God's face all he needs is people who will pray that's all he said if you'll pray he will hear from heaven which means he'll answer that he wants to he desperately wants to but if no one will pray there's nothing to work with God is a gentleman he ain't forcing his ways his will his desires on anybody He ain't going to make you walk in his ways. He ain't going to make you walk in his blessings. You can be stubborn all your life if you want. You don't ever have to listen to him. He ain't going to force you. But if we choose to press in, to take our piece of the pie, our slice of the kingdom of heaven, it's ours. We can take it. We can press in and take it. Number three, turn from their wicked ways. Now, obviously, this applies to us. If we have sin in our lives that God has been dealing with us about, keep going to God and let him help you eradicate that. You know, get that out of the way because sin messes things up, obviously. That's how we're in this pickle we're in in the first place. It just screws things up. It gets in the way. It plugs the blessing chute, if you want to call it that. So move it. Get it out of your life. Clean it up. But specifically, nation-wise, we're in a lot of trouble as a nation. Killing babies, messing with the marriage union, all of these things. We are just proud of our sin. We rub it in God's face. We mock God's mercy, his love, his statutes. We rub it in his face, and then we wonder why. Why, God, do these bad things happen to us? He's nowhere to be found. He's he's not nowhere to be found. But we've completely shoved him out. We've mocked him with it. So as Christians, we humble ourselves, and we pray, and we pray on behalf of our nation. Pray for our nation's sin. Pray that people would come to their senses. Pray that people would be humbled by the Spirit of God. Who convicts the world of sin? Not you not me that's the holy spirit i love sicking the holy spirit on people it's easy holy spirit mess with them get in their head start tweaking with their heart help them to identify and recognize make them miserable in their sin that they so desperately can't stand it they no more they've got to find a way out and he'd do it (laughs) he'll mess with people he'll stir their hearts He's the one that convicts the world of sin, not us. It's not our job. Don't do it. That's why we don't violently go out there and rub it in people's face with signs and slap and beat and all these stupid things that some people want to do. It doesn't do any good. That's not our job. It's the Holy Spirit's job. We pray. 
pray, pray, pray. You getting it? Pray. <laughs> you got to pray. But it's so easy to just shut down and forget it. It ain't worth it. <clears throat> so, if we do these things, these three things, God said that he would forgive our sin, our nation's sin, and he would heal our land. We need that. That sounds wonderful to me. God's healing power going through this nation, fixing our political system, fixing our family units, fixing our religion, all of these things. We need God to heal this land. He will heal this nation. He can fix this. We can be a strong Christian nation again. Absolutely. It's his will. We saw it right here. He wants these things. But we need to man up and take it by force. Do our part. Press into the kingdom of heaven. Amen.